Friends, as we gather together to worship on the second day of Christmas, if you're wondering about the 12 days of Christmas, they start Christmas Day and they move the 12 days after for the season of Christmas. It's also the Feast of St. Stephen's for, for many in the church. So if you're going through hymns and listening to hymns at homes, you can play Good King Wenceslas many times because today is the um, on the Feast of Stephen part of that song. And happy Boxing Day as well. Um, a reminder that as we gather, whether we are in person or at home, that God is with us, that God draws us together as community even when space distances us, that we are held in love and care. And an act of love and care um, during our time of in-person worship is that with the rising numbers and the Omicron variant that is more transmissible, right now we are um, suspending in-person, or sorry, we are suspending congregational singing. So I invite you to hold and treasure the music in your hearts as you hear today and the words on the screen. Um, you are invited, if you, if you need to stand up during the service, you can do that any time, any Sunday. But if you need to stand up, because it can be a long time sitting, um, you can still stand during the hymns if you'd like, um, or move around in your pew. Uh, you can clap along, you can tap your feet, you can, um, Shuffle, it doesn't have to be you know, great liturgical dance. You can just shuffle if you want to the music, but you can go all out and, well, don't maybe not all out and dance around the pews with COVID right now. Um, but we, we continue to make those sacrifices to keep one another safe. If you're worshiping with us in person and thinking about coming to in-person worship, a reminder that as well as the um, suspension of singing right now, we are also checking vaccination, um, um, proof of vaccination. That's the two doses of a vaccine. Um, and if you need help getting a card, a printed proof of vaccine, the Hanover Public Library is offering to print those at a, um, at a small fee. Our service today is a gift from the Mission Service Fund. It was prepared by the people who work at the Mission Service Fund. And today we celebrate. We celebrate the power of um, how lives can be changed, how we can share in God's blessing of the world when we join together and offer our gifts of time, talent, love, relationship, food and money in the church, in our community, and in our world, through our local givings, through our local missions, through the Mission Service Fund, and many other, other um, wonderful ways that we remember that we are all connected by God's love and that we are all children and beloved of God. And we hold in our prayer cycle today, Meaford United Church. And as we gather together to worship today, we remember that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabewaki nations. We are gathered on the land covered by Saugeen Treaty 45 and a half, and we are all part of that treaty. We pray that God may ever lead us in the path of truth, justice, love, and healing. And I invite you to respond softly in our call to worship and join in our opening prayer. We gather once again to receive the announcement of Jesus' birth, 
to ponder the wonder of Jesus as Mary did when she held her child, to glorify God as, shepherd, as the shepherds did when they saw love lying in a manger, to remember that Jesus' love was an out-of-the-box kind of love. On that first Christmas, the prophets knew Jesus would grow to love without limit, caring for strangers and friends alike, instructing followers to love their neighbor. When Jesus said, love your neighbor, he meant everyone. His love was so profound that even from the very first day, the angels couldn't keep from singing. We've been singing along with the chorus of angels ever since. Glory, hallelujah, Christ is born. We join together in prayer. O oh God, Christmas Day may be over, for the celebration of all that Jesus means for us has just begun. Over 2,000 years ago, hope, peace, joy, and love came to light in the birth of the Christ child. By the fire of Jesus' spirit, hearts like ours have been warmed ever since. And still today, we pray that love burns strong within us such that friends and strangers find comfort and warmth by its glow. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. While I was um, looking for some new signs from our public health unit um, last week, some posters for the door, I noticed a poster that said, different ways you can greet one another. And I should have printed it out because it, it's, it's a cute poster. I think it's maybe designed for schools, but it's good for all of us. And it's got about half a dozen different dozen ways half a dozen different ways that we can say hello to one another, that we can celebrate each other. So we can't pass the peace. Um, it's, you know, we can't go around and shake hands like we used to do, and many of us, some of us, would love to do again. But I invite you to stand, if you're able, to look around, and to greet one another with Christmas's love, with the peace of Christ. I invite you to wave to one another, and in that waving, Nobody wants to wave at each other. Okay. No? You don't have to, but <laughs> I invite you to wave to one another, to look at each other, to remember that God's love is joining us together. Stare up at the camera up near Jen. Wave at the people at home. You can give yourself a hug if you're a hugger and you'd rather hug someone else. If you're a handshaker, you can shake your own hands. One of the ones that was on that list was do a little happy dance. So you can do a little happy dance if you want to, to celebrate God's love lived in community. <laughs> Normally during the children's time, we have the kids or anyone else who wants to come up to the front. Um, a little while ago, we had just people calling out from their pews. I won't have you call out, but I invite you to think and, and reflect and remember with me. I invite you to think about a gift. It can be a material gift or some other type of gift, a gift that you received in your life that meant so much to you. I'll share one of mine. Um, yesterday from my um, niece, our, our nieces and nephews took names of different aunts and uncles, and I got a mug 
with a picture on it that says, we love Uncle Tall. And it was one that almost brought me to tears because it's just, you know, they mean the world to me. And now when I have my coffee in that mug, I'll think of them. I invite you to think about a gift that you received in your life, Christmas or other, material or other, that meant the world to you. And I invite you to think about a gift that you gave to someone else that meant a lot to you in the act of giving and a gift that meant a lot to the person who received that gift as well. The best gift we received and the best gift we gave. Boxing Day, the day we mark today, was originally a day focused on sharing and giving. So today's service from the Mission Service Fund focuses us on what we can give. Christmas morning may be over, but God calls us to be generous with our all the time. That's why we have an offering each week. And when we share our offering and when we do our prayer of the offering, we remember and celebrate the gifts of money that are brought forward, the gifts of prayer that are upheld, the gifts of time, talent, relationship, the food that we share with the food bank. We celebrate the way we are called by God. And that's a wonderful thing that we're called and equipped by God to share our gifts with this world, not just at Christmas time, but all year round. So this week, I invite you to join me in thinking about what are the different gifts that you share, that I share, for, well, for me, I share. What are the different gifts that we share with others that bless the lives of others and bless us in sharing? I invite Heather and Doug to come and share one of their gifts, their gift of music. Morning. Uh, the readings, I have a few to read, but the first one is Proverbs 3, verses 21 through 28. The book of Proverbs includes wise sayings about what matters most in life. Think of it as the elder in your family who is whispering a culmination of the most important things they have learned in life to you. In this short excerpt from the third chapter, verses 21 to 28, the writer speaks of the wisdom and prudence and doing good when we have the power to do it. Listen to the Spirit speak to you through these wise words. My child, do not let these escape from your sight. Keep sound wisdom and prudence, and they will be life for you and your soul and the adornment for your neck. Then you will walk on your way securely, and your foot will not stumble. If you sit down, you will not be afraid. When you lie down, your sleep will be sweet. Do not be afraid of the sun in panic or of the storm that strikes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from being caught. Do not withhold the good from those whom it is due when it is in your power to do it. Do not say to your neighbor, go and come again Tomorrow I will give it, when you have it with you. Psalm 148 is all about praise. It's not just about how humanity praises God. It's about how God is praised throughout the cosmos. 
The first verses talk about how the angels and the stars and the lights of the heavens praise God. Then the psalm focuses on how the earth, including the mountains, trees and animals glorify God. Finally, it concludes with us, God's people from the highest heavens to the earthly creatures. When God is present and creation sings, God on glory to God on high. Sound familiar? You are right, the angels did sing, glory to God in the highest of heaven, when Jesus was born. And just like the heavens proclaimed God in Psalm 148, in Matthew's account of Jesus' birth, a star leads seekers in the stable, or seekers to the stable, sorry. The idea is that when God is present, every element of the cosmos offers its praise. And then are we doing the actual Psalm 148, McCall? Okay, thank you. Okay, so Psalm 148. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him and all his angels. Praise him and all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens and your waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all depths, fire and hail, snow and frost, stormy wind fulfilling his command. Mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, creeping things and flying birds, kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and rulers of the earth, young men and women alike, old and young together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His glory is above earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all the faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to him. Praise the Lord. Um, then we have another reading from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to 20. Listen to the Christmas story from the Gospel of Luke as though you're reading it for the very first time. You may even want to close your eyes and visualize the scene while I'm reading. Note the variety of ways the characters in the story respond to the good news. Put yourself in their shoes. What would, you res what would your response be? May God bless us with insight as we listen to the reading of our sacred scripture. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you the good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a savior, who is Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. 
you will find a child wrapped in, band, in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and, earth, and on earth peace among those who he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds then turned and said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had told them. But Mary treasured these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God, for they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. What is it that you normally do on Boxing Day? Maybe not this year, or maybe not last year, but in the regular Boxing Days, or maybe this year. Do you fall into a turkey or a tofurkey coma? Do you hit the sails? Or tidy up after company and all the presents. I know today I'm, I'm feeling that little bit of a, a slugginess from, sluggish, sluggishness, not slugginess, sluggishness from eating too much yesterday and having more sweets than probably is good for me, but were really enjoyable, made by my adorable nephews and my mother-in-law and niece. After the shepherds visited the Holy Family and shared what the angels had told them about Jesus, namely that he would bring good news of great joy, scripture says Mary treasured. She treasured their words and pondered them in her heart. In other words, she grew quiet and reflective. On the other hand, the shepherds went on their way glorifying and praising God. And I know when I like to picture that, I like to picture them being really rowdy and going out and, and people staring out their windows at, what are the shepherds going on about? Treasure, ponder, glorify, praise. All appropriate responses to receiving profound news. In Matthew's Gospel, the Magi arrive on the scene offering gifts. Their response to hearing the news of Jesus' birth is to offer a gift that symbolizes who Jesus was and what he would become. Boxing Day, today, is a good day for treasuring, for treasuring the Christmas story and pondering the call it places on us. It is a good day for glorifying and for praising. It's a great day to contemplate generosity. As I'll explain after we listened to our hymn verse, Boxing Day was originally a day to give. Let us listen to In the Bleak Midwinter,
before Boxing Day came to be associated with turkey sandwiches, football, and discounts, it was known as a day to serve those in need. There are various theories about how Boxing Day came to be. One of the theories suggests it came from the practice of giving Christmas boxes to servants along with a day off following Christmas. Another theory suggests that the tradition came from a custom in the late Roman early Christian era wherein alms, A-L-M-S, boxes were placed in churches and were then given to those who were living in poverty on the feast of St. Stephen, a Christmas martyr known for his charitable acts. And again, today is the feast of St. Stephen. Incidentally, the feast of St. Stephen falls on the second day of the Christmas tide, and in some churches, Stephen is celebrated today. But regardless of which tradition, which historical thread you follow, Boxing Day has always been meant to be a day of contemplation and generosity. This morning, we are invited to align ourselves the roots of this day, a day that calls us to the holy path of compassion. Let us hear verse one of Infant Holy, Infant Lowly. Christ, the greatest gift of all, was born for all. He made that clear in the life that he would grow up to lead. In his life, he fulfilled the angel's promise that he would bring good news to all the people. Notice that scripture doesn't say some of the people. It says all of the people. Just because someone lives next to us doesn't mean we shouldn't care more for them than we do someone who lives a block, a city, a country away. God calls us to love our neighbor, all of our neighbors, as ourselves. When Jesus was asked who our neighbor is, he essentially said, everyone is our neighbor. Our collective mission service strives to accomplish three things to help transform and save lives, inspire meaning and purpose, and build a better world. As Christ's followers, we aren't only interested in how our homes, our church, our neighbors who are living down the street are doing. We are called to care for the whole human family, for all creation, including those living across Canada and across the world. As a united church, we share our resources so we can have a bigger impact than any one of us or any one of our churches could have alone. After our next hymn verse, I'll share the story of David, 
because it illustrates just how important it is that our generosity isn't contained, constrained by artificial borders of geography or even judgment. Let us hear verse four of O Little Town of Bethlehem. anyone needs to hear great glad tidings, it's people like David who experience Christmas as one of the loneliest times of the year. David says, 10 years ago, my wife and I were living out our dream, running a successful catering business in Vancouver. But that was before a drunk driver took my wife's life, says David. And that was just the beginning, he goes on, the heartbreak was still fresh for me when six weeks later, a work accident claimed the life of my 23-year-old son. In the blink of an eye, he was gone. A few months later, I got a call that my daughter's car had veered off from the road, and by the time she was found, she'd frozen to death. In five months, David's entire family was gone and he turned to substances to numb the pain. David says, my rock bottom came when I was arrested for carrying drugs. In jail, I had a lot of time to think about the man I wanted to become. I knew I needed to make some huge changes if I wanted to be happy again and become the man my beloved wife and kids knew me to be. The Bissell Center, supported through our gift to the mission service fund was the first place that David went to when he was released. The staff greeted me with kindness, he says. Instead of judging me, they welcomed me and handed me a warm plate of food. The staff told me about their mental health and housing support programs, and I was blown away. For the first time, I realized that I didn't have to rebuild my life alone. Our generosity through mission service helps people like David start over. In their most painful hour, it is one of the ways that each one of us can tell them that they matter to us and that they matter to God. Is there any better gift than to let someone know they are valued and loved just as they are? Let us hear verse 1 of all poor ones and humble.
At the beginning of our Reflections Day, we were asked what we typically do on Boxing Day. Do we fall into a turkey or turfurkey coma? Do we hit the sales or go online to find a deal on the things we've been wanting to buy for a while or something new? Do we tidy up after the aftermath of company and presence? Do we travel to see others or wait for traveling visitors to come to us? When we give to the Mission and Service Fund, we are doing much more than any of these things. Right now, our generosity, our generosity of money, our generosity of time, our generosity of prayer are sharing the stories of the Mission Service Fund. Right now, all of these things are putting, are restoring dignity, are reminding people that they're loved by God and loved by us. Right now, our generosity is restoring dignity. It's putting food on a table and a roof over a head. It's letting someone know that they aren't alone. It's providing education, agricultural training, and life-saving advocacy. For some, our generosity means a second chance at life. Through our gifts of time, talent, and treasure, we are bringing great joy. Let us spend today, let us remember throughout today, this wonderful thought. Let us treasure knowing that we are making a difference on this day that has somehow sometimes morphed into becoming about getting a deal. We are giving the best gift of all. We are sharing God's compassion. May God bless us with wisdom to appreciate all that we have and all that we have to give. Like Mary, the shepherds, the Magi, and Jesus himself, let us go into this new year treasuring, pondering, glorifying, praising, and giving. Let us take love out of any boxes we put her in. Amen. And I invite you to join with me in prayer as we share in our offertory prayer and our prayers of the people. Glory to you, God. Glory to you for all the ways that the offerings we share of time, talent, treasure, support the work of our church, locally, in the community, in our country and in our world. Glory to you for all the ways these gifts extend care in our neighborhood and amongst the neighbors all over. Glory to you for all the ways our support transforms and saves lives through the Mission Service Fund, the local mission outreach that we have at the church, through the local fund. Glory to you, O God, and bless all the gifts that we share and help us to celebrate lives of generosity and mutual care and support. With the rush of Christmas just past and New Year's on the horizon, many of us benefit from slowing down. Jesus invites us, inspires us to live generously. So we are invited, O oh God, to intentionally pray in silence, setting aside the hustle and bustle of the season, to be attentive to your spirit. Loving God on this day that has become sometimes has become so much about buying and getting deals. We ask that you turn our attention to gratitude and to generosity. 
gratitude for what we already have and generosity to give what we can. Quiet us now to open our hearts to you. In the silence of our hearts, we open ourselves to listen for one way you are calling us to give our time this week. In the silence of our hearts, we open ourselves to listen for one way you are calling us to share our talent or ability this week. In the silence of our hearts, we open ourselves to listen for one way you are calling us to be generous with what we have this week. God, inspire us to live generously, not boxing in what we have to offer, but sharing it with our family, friends, and neighbors at home and around this world. When we are tempted to limit love, open our hearts and minds, stir our hearts to care deeply, to live compassionately, to impress the world with love. We pray, O oh God, for all who are struggling today, for all who are mourning the loss of a loved one, the distance, physical or emotional, of family and friends, and those who are struggling with grief of unfulfilled dreams. We pray for all who are experiencing poverty, who cannot find work, for those who are underemployed or underpaid. During this pandemic, we continue to hold in prayer Dr. Ian Era and all who work in public health, all who work in hospitals, medical clinics, pharmacies, all who are helping to educate, protect, set policy, and all who are administering vaccines, and all who are working to make sure that no part of this world is left behind. We pray for all who are struggling through this pandemic. We pray for those who are sick, or those who have family who are sick, those who are in isolation, those who are afraid, lonely, and grieving. And we offer our individual prayers to you now. In the way of the one who taught us what it means to love our neighbor, we join together in saying the Lord's Prayer in the language and version that is most meaningful to us. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. When I think about gifts that have blessed lives, when I think about someone who blessed the lives of my family, one of the people I think of is the Reverend, um, I just blanked on his name. Roger Cat, <laughs> sorry. 
Also, I had it in my head and it was gone. The Reverend Roger Kett, he was the minister where my wife did her internship in Oyen and Syria, Alberta, little communities near the Saskatchewan border. And he served many years there and, and he based his ministry on love, on loving his congregation, on inspiring the congregation to love themselves and their neighbors. And he had a benediction that he used almost every week, a simple benediction and blessing. Remember that you are blessed to be a blessing. As we go from here, may we remember that we are all blessed, blessed by God to be a blessing to ourselves, to our families, to our neighbors, to the world, to all creation. May we go with God's love filling our lives, the love that we hear born on Christmas, and may we go to share that love and to celebrate lives of generosity, peace, and compassion. Friends, may God, who is our creator in Jesus Christ, our redeemer and the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, bless us to live generously today and in all the days to come. Amen.